Percy, when someone fights a cancer battle, what tools do they have to fight against fear and the emotions that weigh on them? Well, Wayne, first and foremost, they have the word of the living God. And mm. that's where we want to go here. The scriptures are most informative, but they're not just for information. They are weapons that we can use to do battle with every attack that comes against our mind and our spirit. And so today we want to talk about how we can use that weapon toward any attack against us on this episode. Yes, and we'll hear from a pastor who did just that, diligently fought against cancer with the Word of God. Stay with us. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Thanks for listening. This is Health, Hope, and Inspiration. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Our host is Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Battling cancer with the Word of God. I like this topic, Percy. <laughs> and, and as you should, because when we go into battle and warfare, we need to make sure that we have the, the correct equipment and we need to have the right weapons to fight back with. And in this particular case, from a spiritual perspective, we're going to be utilizing and uh, talking about the utilization of the Word of God. And we right. know that the Bible tells us that the Word of God is a light unto our feet and a lamp unto our pathway. Mm -hmm. So today we're going to have just that discussion about using it as a weapon. I'm going to jump right to our spiritual nugget. You want to share some scripture with us in addition to what you just did? Isaiah 54 is where we can go real quickly, verse 17, and it basically says to us that no weapon formed against us shall prosper, mm -hmm. and every tongue which rises against you in judgment you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their righteousness from me says the Lord. Isn't that great? I love that. Thanks for reminding us about that scripture. Well, we have a question we want to pose to our listeners. These are fun because it is so rewarding to hear your answers, to hear how God moves in your life uh, with or without cancer in your life. Mm. And we, we want to have your response to this question this week. What was the greatest challenge to your faith during your cancer journey? Maybe you're a caregiver. Maybe you're the one going through the cancer yourself. What was the greatest challenge to your faith during your cancer journey? Respond through our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com, and maybe we'll read your response on the air. Absolutely. And so as we continue to work through that, we want to hear from you and we want to share those responses because there will be others uh, that will be blessed by those. And with that being said, I actually have a response, Wayne, All right. uh, from someone in Sepulpa, Oklahoma, who answered this same question. What was the greatest challenge to your faith? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Oklahoma, isn't that your home stomping ground, so to speak? I mean, it, kind of a second it, home for you, isn't it? It is. I spent six and a half years there, went to Bible college there, and I know exactly where Sepulpa, Oklahoma <laughs> is. And so a uh, wonderful little town with really friendly people. And so we have a respondent uh, who lives there that responded to this question and said this, that my faith had been on the back burner in my life. What a blessing this diagnosis has been to lead me back to God mm. and have a stronger understanding and faith than I have ever had. P.S. 
I love the Health, Hope, and Inspiration podcast. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. My kind of friend. All right. Thank you for that compliment. And thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing to this podcast, as so many tens of thousands of people do. It's wonderful to have this audience uh, respond the way you do to our questions. And you can do that at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, if you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America, a comprehensive cancer care network. They treat the whole cancer care network. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. With hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, they take an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and then click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact a member of their team with questions you may have about your treatment options by calling 866-712-HOPE, 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of techniques and technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Percy, let's transition to our guest now. This is a conversation you recorded earlier on the telephone with a pastor, I believe is in Milwaukee, right? Absolutely, and he's going to share with us his battle and his journey of uh, a three-time colon cancer diagnosis and how he used the Word of God along with good medical care uh, to combat that disease. Battling cancer with the Word of God. Here's our guest. Well, I'm super excited today. I have a pastor, Pastor Lloyd Wright, uh, who pastors Healing Grace Baptist Church in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, who is a three-time colon cancer survivor, Uh, And he has also written a book called Fighting for My Life. And we're going to talk a little bit about his story, but I'm going to read a little bit of his intro off of the back cover of his book that basically says that he was shocked uh, when he was found, when uh, results were revealed to him that he had colon cancer. Pastor Wright would eventually be diagnosed with colon cancer two more times, but was encouraged each time as the Holy Spirit spoke with him and revealed to him that cancer would not claim his life. He underwent three surgical procedures and chemotherapy in order to remove the cancer. And during chemotherapy, after the third round of surgery, Pastor Wright suffered a stroke, which caused temporary amnesia. Uh, Immediately after he regained consciousness, he did not even know his own name. With that being said today, uh, we have with us Pastor Lloyd Wright. Welcome to the show, sir. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're welcome. And um, as your book uh, uh, back cover suggests, you have been through quite a bit, my friend. You've seen a few things. And the name of your book, again, is Fighting for My Life. How can people find and uh, get your book if they're interested in getting a copy of your book, sir? Well, uh, they can can get my book by uh, contacting the church. It's Healing Grace Baptist Church with a P.O. Box 18674 in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Otherwise, they can just use our phone number, which is 414-218-3084. Okay, great. So with that, let's jump off and let's rewind and go back to the beginning of uh, the day that you were told that you had cancer the first time. Uh, What were you thinking, and how did you react and respond? Uh, 
when I when I first heard the word, I had cancer for myself. I was shocked. I was numb. I was froze. I was I was confused. I was just in the, really just in a bit of shock because I couldn't believe that I had the word cancer spoken to me. I heard it spoken to other people, but it was different when it was spoken to me itself. When I when I when I found out I had cancer, I was just uh, devastated, and I thought that I was going to die within no time. Hmm. And, and and I really thought I said cancer. That's really a death sentence. I didn't think about living. Even I just didn't think about living at that time. I just thought that the doctor was going to tell me uh, I had a few months to live. And so uh, you received that information, and I'm assuming that you got a call from your doctor's office, and you guys connected, and he shared that information with you. Uh, you leave. You leave from the office. And you're numb, you're shocked, you're devastated. And and I find it interesting, and not in a negative way, but actually in a positive way, Pastor, and I'm going to flip the script on you, so just follow me here for a second, that yeah. as I'm assuming at that point in time you were pastoring? Yeah, at that time I was, I was pastoring the church. Okay. I sure was. And one of the other distinctions of your past is that you also have served as a hospital chaplain as well. Is that correct? Yes, I served as a hospital chaplain for about seven years. And so the point that I make here is I find uh, very refreshing from an honest perspective, and though this may not necessarily be everyone's response, that as a man of God, a man of faith and power, as we like to say in the church, pastoring Mm -hmm. a church, you're a hospital chaplain, so you also have some working insights with regard to the healthcare side of ministry that when, as you said, you know, you had heard that word said to many other people, but when it was said to you, you know, it, it you know, if I use and paraphrase, it basically brought you to your knees. Is, is that a fair assessment? Yeah, that's a uh, very fair assessment. Uh, I, I had to practice uh, what, what I preached at that time. And, but, but, you know, those words weren't connected with me at that time. I think I was frozen just by hearing that word cancer. Yeah. And, th- and, and that stopped me from going forward for a moment. And, and I want to play with that school of thought for a second because, again, long time for me um, uh, in this environment, in this space, supporting cancer patients over 20 years uh, in a healthcare environment, pastor the church as well. And I myself, as of uh, last year, July 22nd, I was diagnosed with early stage one colon cancer as well and uh, had to also find myself on the other side of the table, have supported many cancer patients and yeah. their caregivers uh, inside the church, outside the church, inside of a healthcare environment, and now it was my turn. So on some level, I can relate to this and in terms of, and I think it's important because there probably is someone that, that may be listening who may be a, a spiritual leader or a pastor or in some type of leadership that uh, may be struggling with or may not even be aware of the fact that tomorrow, next week, they may be diagnosed with this. Hearing from others who have walked this path, I appreciate your, your honesty in terms of how you emotionally uh, you know, responded then. After you were told that, my question, I guess, to you is how did you proceed to move from that place of emotional devastation to uh, taking action and moving forward? After moving from that devastation, the, the first time when they told me I had cancer, I, I didn't get time to really think about it and and dwell upon it because it, it happened so quick, and the doctors didn't give me much time to, uh, let's say, uh, get another opinion. Because when I first was diagnosed, 
they it happened on a Thursday when they gave me the results. And that Tuesday morning, I was on the operating table at at seven thirty in the morning, and the, the cancer was there. And they said we can go in and get it, and we can take it out right away. But if we, but the doctor was so afraid that if we wait, that it could spread. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have time to really dwell. Okay, and and and, and be um, just just lost for a moment. So it happened so fast. I think that uh, because of the, of the type of cancer I had, it, it's for some reason I didn't have time to say. Because uh, when I, when I went to the doctor, he said I have good news and bad news, and he, I said. What do you mean you have good news and bad news? He said, the bad news, you have cancer. The good news, we're going to get rid of it. But at that time, I still couldn't comprehend what he was saying because all I could hear was the bad news, and that word cancer just made me freeze again and made me feel stunned. And so um, because of that, um, I didn't give a whole lot of time to thinking how I was going to make it through because oh. it happened so quick. Gotcha. So because of the swiftness of, of all that had taken place, you, you really did not have... Uh, time to process it in that regard. Uh, this is again in 2011 when you were first and originally diagnosed, correct? Correct. Okay. And so you 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 have surgery, but my question to you, Pastor, particularly being a, a person of faith, and I ask this all the time to anyone that I talk to, was there ever a conflict or a struggle, and apparently it was not, for you to to opt in with regard to medical treatment and care while also trusting and believing in God. Because as I read your book, a lot of your book is, and actually the subtitle of your book is How I Use the Word of God in My Battles with Illness, which could be misleading to someone who doesn't actually read your book. Because the fact of the matter is you actually went and endured uh, conventional medical treatment and care while also using your faith, correct? Correct. And, and, And with that, you know, when I was going through this, uh, this, this is what calmed me down because no, no sooner after I just let the Holy Spirit calm me down, a scripture came to mind, and that comes out of the book of Isaiah 54, I believe it's 17. And I remember the Holy Spirit just speaking to me and, and said, Lloyd, uh, the, the weapon is going to form, but it's not going to prosper. Okay. And, and, and that gave me some hope, and, and it gave me some faith. And I, I just started using the Word of God to bring me through. And, but the very first time, that, that I heard the word cancer, he, he told me all sickness is not unto death. Right. And so these scriptures just came in my mind down the line after a few hours later as I was thinking about cancer and making it through. It, it just seemed like the Holy Spirit just gave me these words to encourage me. Yeah. And so that's why I used a lot of the scriptures in the book, because that's how I got through uh, dealing with cancer. Yeah, but and, and the point, and you're exactly right, and the point that I want to connect with this is that, but in conjunction with uh, and as you should, and as we are encouraged to do so, uh, to utilize the, the one offensive weapon that God has placed in our hands, and that, of course, is the inspired Word of God that's quicker and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Along with that, you also did chemotherapy. You also did, you know, surgery. So it, there was a conjunction and a marriage, because I still think that there may be individuals who may still feel conflicted and on some level struggle with, uh, am I a person of faith and using the confession of my faith? Uh, why do I need to uh, seek a physician? Why do I need to uh, receive medical care and treatment? It, it sounds like that you did not have a conflict with that at all. You were able to reconcile yourself that you needed medical care while utilizing the word of God and you married those two Uh, schools of thought together. And that's the bigger point that I want to make, because I think that there are those because of fear, 
tend mm-hmm. to negate one for the other. Uh, and it's just because they don't want to deal with the possible. And, and, and your book certainly goes into some of the challenges uh, that, that you had uh, while undergoing medical treatment and care. But you did not negate your medical treatment and care for you because you were simply using your faith. Correct. And, 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 and with that, uh, I always, you know, God uses doctors for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I believe that, that we have to use the doctor and prayer all at the same time. Because I believe, you know, God sent the doctors to, to help us, to make us, to l- let us live longer. And so I'm, I'm using everything at my disposal. And, but I knew that, that God was using this doctor to help me to live also, okay. besides my prayers and the prayers of others. So the doctor was very important and uh, helping me to live and make it through. And and on that note, it reminds me to give my little public service announcement. I would be remiss if I didn't. And also, particularly being the fact that I, I'm also a, a cancer survivor uh, as I walk through my journey, is the fact that uh, one of the things that helped you is the fact that you um, did a routine colonoscopy. And again, it's typically recommended around the age of 50 uh, that individuals should do their first colonoscopy and then uh, follow a, a program from there. Once they have uh, undergone that, you you received a a uh, colonoscopy, and I believe you said that it was based upon some resolutions that you had made uh, in a year with regard to your your health as a whole. That you wanted to go and make sure that you were attending to your health, and as a result of that, you did a colonoscopy, and that's how you found out that you had cancer. Again, the takeaway here is: please make sure that you do assessments, that you see your physician. Uh, we can. The Bible says, "Watch as well as pray," uh, but it yep. didn't say just pray and don't do anything. And so you did that, and I want to salute you and encourage others uh, to do the same. I'm looking at your book again, "Fighting for My Life." And Mm -hmm. uh, some of the chapters that stand out to me, and I just want you to give a little quick commentary. Uh, Chapter nine, only God knows why cancer returns, because uh, you had two additional bouts of cancer after your original bout, three three time colon cancer patient. Uh, Only God knows why cancer returns. What are you trying to tell people in this chapter? Well, okay. well, you know, this this is I was looking for answers and I said, the first time, what what is God doing? I'm trying to understand what is God doing. What, how is He trying to? What, what is He trying to do in my life? To is, is, are you trying to teach me something? You want me to teach others? Right. My, and so I'm saying, if the cancer returned again, God, what are you trying to show me? Am I missing something? So I was really seeking answers from God, and I really didn't get the answers I wanted. But he's, I know he's using me, he's shaping me, he's forming me to the image of his son. And so he's allowing this trial in my life to do something. And I'm, I, was, I was just wrestling with myself, is it because you want to increase my faith? You want me to give me knowledge? Uh, there was just so many unanswered questions and about why, questions, uh, why the cancer returned. And I think sometimes people always ask, why did the cancer come back? What was God's purpose? What was his plan? Why did he allow this again? Uh, I'm a good person. And so... These questions were just in my mind also. Why did the question? Re- why did the cancer return? And why am I going through this again? And, and, and so the takeaway for Chapter 9, based upon the title, I would assume, and I, and I like the premise here, is that when you, when, after you go through all of the why, how come, why me, the end of the day is only God knows why. And that's where you left that, and apparently that's what allowed you to move forward so that you didn't get stuck in that place. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. That's correct. So let's talk about Chapter 21 a little bit. Again, uh, good stuff here, Pastor. Taking responsibility for my own health. 
What are you saying here? This is an important message. I'd like to get your thoughts and unpack this a little bit. How, as believers, if we're trusting God and and we're believing in divine healing and we're being covered with the blood of the Lamb and the angels of heaven, you know, why do we need to take responsibility for our own health? I thought that that was all done with the finished work of Jesus Christ. Well, why do we have to do something? Talk to the audience. Yeah, well, we, we want to take responsibility for our own health because sometimes I believe that even though we love our doctors, there's sometimes we can miss something because we don't educate ourselves. We can miss something because we don't inform ourselves of the treatment that is given to us. We just, if, if uh, somebody tells you, hey, I got a car for you, it's beautiful, it's nice, okay, give me the keys and let me go drive it. Okay, I bought it. But I didn't do any research. I didn't do anything on my half to learn about my condition, about what I'm going through, how it affects me, uh, what are, are my options? Do I have to just take the doctor's word for it, or can I go deeper than that? Uh, because, you know, when, when you talk about somebody that's a doctor, you think, well, they know everything. But sometimes we find out that's not, not that is not true, yeah. but sometimes we need to do our homework to make ourselves more conscious and more aware yeah. of what's going on with our body. Yeah, one of the statements in this chapter that you wrote, my decision to choose a different surgeon coincided with me becoming more involved in the decision-making about my course of treatment. And then in the next paragraph, uh, you said, after the third diagnosis, I felt as though I might have been a little too passive with respect to contributing to decisions about my own treatment. So, uh, again, the takeaway that I'm hearing from you is is that you should partner with your uh, health care process and not just sit back and let someone or something dictate to you what you should or should not do. Is that what I'm hearing correctly? Yeah, yeah that's what you're hearing correctly. That is exactly right. That's and and, and that, that's what I did the first two times. The doctor said, okay, you got cancer. Okay, we operate. Second time, okay, you got cancer. Okay, we operate. Well, I said, wait a minute now. Is that, now the third time, well, we're putting on the brakes. So I'm going to really find out, wait a minute, doctor, what's going on? I'm going to ask some questions. I'm not going to be scared to ask questions. I'm, I'm going to educate myself a little bit more. Before, I didn't do all of this. I didn't do any of that the first time nor the second. I just My doctor said, you have cancer, you need surgery. I just went in and let them do surgery. I didn't. I didn't ask a whole lot of questions. I didn't know I could ask them questions, uh, deeper questions, and you know, I just didn't prepare myself. Okay. Uh, as I did the third time, and so I, I think it was very important for me to prepare myself the third time around, since I was going through this again yeah. and again. Yeah. Well, I mean, after the third time, I, I'm sure that there there was a lot of things that ran through your mind. It sounds like to me, Pastor, uh, and I guess I'll ask the question today. Uh, what is your status of health in regards to your cancer, and how are you doing, sir? Well, uh, I got good news. Yesterday was I went back to the doctor, and uh, I had a good report. And the doctor told me no cancer came back. And uh, I said, what did you say? They said, no cancer came back. I said, what did you say? They asked, <laughs> I asked them one more time. I said, no cancer came I said, what did you say? I this is the honest to God truth. I asked the doctor to say that three times. That did the colonoscopy, that did the CAT scan, and I said, "Oh, thank you, Jesus." <laughs> and and uh, that just gave me hope and faith. And I said, "Oh, I got to do some more preaching and teaching about the power of God and, and don't give it up and use the word of God." And and it, it may look like you're not going to make it, but you keep trusting Him, and He'll bring you through. 
There's a statement I coined and phrased a, a while back, and, and I think it's applicable here. The good news is, is that the bad news was wrong. When it was all said and done, you were given good news and you were given bad news, and the bad news has been reversed into good news now, and you are thriving, living, and surviving with cancer. One last question uh, as we close, and we're out of time, Pastor. What today drives your hope or what gives you hope today after being a three-time cancer survivor and all that went into that process? What gives you hope today, my friend? The Word of God gives me so much hope in my battles with illness. It was the Word of God that brought me through to where I'm able to talk to you today because many times I laid in that bed going through chemotherapy and I would turn on the preaching channel. But even after I would turn on the preaching channel, I would take my Bible, and I would just read Scripture. And those Scriptures uh, that are read in the Bible just encouraged me to make it through. It gave me hope. It gave me faith. It gave me, it gave me uh, uh, knowing that I can stand on the promises of God in His Word. Would, uh, I like Isaiah 55, where He says, My Word will go out, but will not return void. And I say, God, You said that you will heal me. And I just trusted his word and trusted that the, the scriptures that I put in, in this book. And I would just meditate on those those scriptures, mm-hmm. and it gave me a lot of faith. And I was confident knowing that I can believe his word and that God was going to bring me through, and he was not finished with me yet. Hallelujah. Today you've heard from Pastor Lloyd Wright, senior, uh, senior pastor at Healing Grace Baptist Church, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, he's written a book called Fighting for My Life, Three-time colon cancer survivor, uh, had an eight-year battle with illness. Uh, He relied on scripture and prayer, but he also utilized conventional medicine and science as well, and he married those two together. Uh, After exhausting physical therapy, uh, he regained his ability to walk, read, drive, among other challenges. And he is declaring today that he is the healed of the Lord and the blessed of the Lord. We thank you, Pastor. Go bless the saints and continue to spread the message that there are good things still yet happening in the land. And we thank God that you are a thriver and survivor. Uh, Today, you've heard from Pastor Lloyd W. Wright, Sr. Bless you, Pastor. A pastor who knows what he's talking about because he has been through it. We'll talk more with Percy here in just a moment. You're listening to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. If you're concerned that you or someone you love may have cancer, consider reaching out to Cancer Treatment Centers of America for personalized diagnostic services. Cancer Treatment Centers of America is a comprehensive cancer care network that treats the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact a member of the team with questions about your diagnostic and treatment options. The number is 866-712-HOPE, 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses a patient-centered approach and a wide range of technologies and techniques to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Well, Percy, you talked with Pastor Wright about the scriptures. We want to make the scriptures the center of our resource that we're offering to listeners. Yes, sir. We have a great resource, and it's uh, around cancer ministry scriptures that we've compiled together. And it's uh, outlined in a topical format that will provide people with uh, scriptures that will speak to leadership and inspiration, uh, scriptures regarding comfort, scriptures regarding hope, uh, compassion of God, things that will just simply help you while you are ministering to others, healing and strength, 
just a a, a bevy uh, and plethora mm-hmm. of compiled scriptures that you do not have to try to look up or try to remember. Great as resource, a quick, yeah. Yeah, as a quick reference to use uh, at the bedside or while on the phone or speaking directly to someone. And also, uh, you can make available. You can make copies of and, and certainly feel free to distribute to individuals accordingly uh, that they can utilize for quick reference and uh, be encouraged and inspired by the Word of God. Great idea. It's right there at your fingertips when you go to Health, Hope, and Inspiration.com. Look for the free featured resource, Cancer Ministry Scriptures. Well, Pastor Wright certainly knows the Scriptures, doesn't he? He does. He knows the scriptures and he needed to call upon them, obviously, yeah, given right. his circumstance. Yep. <laughs> and uh, as a pastor and as a uh, chaplain, uh, he did not uh, know and was not prepared for the day when he was told uh, that he had cancer. And uh, he discussed, you know, the emotion that he experienced and the need that uh, eventually became prevalent with regard to utilizing the scriptures while undergoing uh, medical treatment and care. You know, I can't say specifically, but I have a feeling that Pastor Wright knows better how to reach out to other people in his congregation who have cancer now because of what he's been through. Well, you know, I have heard this, and it is interesting. Back in the good old days, as I like to say, when I first started out, uh, particularly talking about cancer and and cancer care training inside of local churches, uh, you know, not a lot of pastors were very open and excited about that discussion. Mm-hmm. And then over the years, I would, you know, incrementally start hearing from pastors here and there who then began to experience a diagnosis and a cancer journey. And one of the consistent statements that would be made from them is, you know, I'm a different pastor now, and I minister to people very differently, having now gone through this and receiving that. And it changed my ministry. It changed my tenor. It changed my approach and being more effective. And so I think that that's very true and consistent with regard to pastors or spiritual leaders who have to walk this path. I know you have a vision for reaching out to churches and helping them minister to people who are on a cancer journey. You call it our journey of hope. And it's undergone some changes like most of the world has undergone change because of COVID-19. Indeed it has. And so with that transition and change, we know that the only thing that is consistent in life is change at the end of the day. And so uh, part of that change is that we now are offering uh, our Journey of Hope Cancer Care Leadership training sessions uh, via, uh, you know, virtual trainings now, Zoom and et cetera. The whole world has been Zoomed out, if you will. And so uh, because of social distancing and being mindful of the virus. And so we now have made that transition and shift with regard to all of the Our Journey of Hope uh, training sessions that we've offered at our regional hospitals and sites uh, are now being made available uh, through virtual online participation. And so feel free to go to ourjourneyofhope.com and you can look at uh, look up the dates that we will be offering the next set of virtual Zoom trainings uh, throughout the United States and throughout the world, quite frankly, now that you can uh, you know tie into and participate. So we are now Zooming uh, all of those trainings accordingly and uh, people are signing up. And so uh, don't miss out on the opportunity to do so. Right. You know what? Uh, I know it wasn't planned to go this way, but maybe more people can participate now because of this this new online strategy. Well, as we've embraced the strategy and by necessity, of course, uh, that is one of the, you know, the positives that we've taken from it. Uh, Obviously, one of the things that we were extremely excited about with regard to the Our Journey of Hope experience was that in-person kind of direct feel and touch 
uh, with other pastors and spiritual leaders throughout the United States and then being able to kind of sit inside of a healthcare environment that, you know, quite frankly, a lot of pastors have shared with me that they've never been totally comfortable in doing, but it allowed kind of a friendly user, friendly experience. Uh, you know, now we have the ability to scale up uh, attendance, if you will, because yeah. we were limited to seats right. and manpower right. that, you know, we can certainly serve more people now. So yeah. we're excited about that prospect. And the attendees don't have to worry about travel expenses and hotel expenses and all that. So I can that, see some positives here. Who is eligible for the Our Journey of Hope training? Well, really, we, the, you know, the initial targeted group is is pastors and spiritual leaders uh, so that they can kind of get a vision for the idea of uh, healthcare ministry and cancer care ministry specifically. But if, you know, we know pastors are very busy and, and they have full schedules. If they're not able to attend, you know, a representative of the local church uh, it could be an associate pastor, it could be an executive pastor, or there may be churches that may have uh, healthcare ministries, but no focus around cancer care. Uh, certainly representatives from that particular uh, branch of ministry uh, can also attend. So, you know, it's not really limited to anyone, but we do want to encourage people to be uh, connected to a local church yes. where they are sitting under a uh, senior pastor so that we can kind of keep an alignment of spiritual authority and accountability with regard to uh, ministry outreach. And uh, all of those individuals can go to Our Journey of Hope Dot com and they can register for any of the scheduled classes and participate online virtually and uh, look at what will be available to them and uh, certainly participate as long as they're connected to a local church where the, there's a senior pastor that will grant them permission to come back into the local church hmm. and begin that cancer care ministry. It's a fantastic program. It really is. Our Journey of Hope. Com. Hey, there's one more resource I want to mention, and that is the new Cancer Center for Alexa Skill, a voice-activated question-and-answer tool empowering users to ask Alexa questions they may have about cancer or services available at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. Get this, the skill can answer over 800 questions on more than 40 different cancer types, symptoms, risk factors, and treatment options. To access it, maybe you have one of these Amazon devices, simply say Alexa Enable Cancer Center, or download to your smartphone the Alexa app and use it that way. The Alexa skill is now available. Percy, uh, this has been so helpful to hear from Pastor Wright here today, to hear from you. So much encouragement here today. And I thank our listeners for joining us as well. Again, if you'd like to answer our question of the week, what would you have done differently on your cancer journey? Go to healthhopeandinspiration.com and also download our free resource, Cancer Ministry Scriptures, at the same website. Percy, you want to double back on our scripture theme? Yeah, I want to just dovetail into a statement that we heard from Pastor Wright. And again, I think it's very telling from a pastoral spiritual leadership perspective. One of the things that he said was that initially when he was told that he had cancer, you know, when that was said to him directly, he said he was shocked. He was numb. He was confused. He was frozen uh, when that when those words were said to him. And then he said he realized that he needed to tap into the word of God and begin utilizing the word of God on his own behalf. And so that sentiment sets us up for this statement that is coming from Isaiah, uh, the 54th chapter, verse 17, that no weapon, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. It didn't say that the weapon wouldn't be formed against us. It just mm -hmm. said that it wouldn't prosper. And every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, 
and their righteousness is from me, says the Lord of hosts. And so today be reminded that there are weapons that may be formed against us, but the word of God says that they shall not prosper. And so as we tie back into and dig into the word of God and stand on the word of God, we use that word as an offensive weapon. The Bible says that it, the word of God is sharper and powerful than any two-edged sword. So it's an offensive weapon that we use to fight back against the negative circumstances and vicissitudes of life. And we declare the victory of the Lord is in us, with us, and around us as we walk through the planet today. Be encouraged and stand on the Word of God. Thank you so much for that. Someone listening specifically needed to hear that here today. That's our host, Percy McRae from Cancer Treatment Centers of America, and we'll talk again next time, Percy. Thank you. God bless. And remember, we've got work to do. Keep chopping the wood. God bless and be well. Will do. This has been Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.